We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, what's up? It's Brent here, back with another episode of Listen, Watch, Discuss. And tonight's episode will be about the Marvel show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, uh, like WandaVision, uh, this show is also on Disney+. Plus. It's the second entry um, in uh, Marvel's Phase 4, um, or the second show, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it is, yeah, it's the second entry into this phase. And uh, it premiered on March 19th, so it premiered like two weeks after WandaVision ended. And it just ended, and, and this show just ended today. The finale aired, it ran for six episodes, and um, it was really good. If you haven't seen it, uh, you know, I recommend checking it out. And also avoid listening to this podcast until you watch it, because I will be going into spoilers. Of course, if you don't care... And, you know, you're like, you're like, well, I'm going to watch it either way. Then by all means, go ahead and listen. But I just wanted to give you that warning. Just, or I wanted to give everyone that warning just in case, uh, just in case they didn't know. Or if this was their first episode listening to it. So, I mean, if this was their first time listening to my podcast, I figured I might as well let you know right off the bat. So, so anyway, uh, so basically, yeah, this show... It just take it takes place uh, six months after uh, the events of Avengers Endgame. So, uh, so it so it's before so it takes place before the events of Spider Man Far From Home, um, but bef- but after the events of WandaVision because Spider Man Far From Home took place like eight months after Endgame, um, and WandaVision took takes place like a mere three weeks later. So, uh, so just to let you know where where we're at in the timeline, you know, where where this show is at in the timeline. But uh it t- so so we're in like early 20 or mid 2024 cuz in game was in uh the end of in game we were in 2023. Or no, well most of in game we were in the year 2023. So we're pro- so we're most likely in early to mid 2024 by by the start of the show. But basically, yeah, so if you watched in game, you'd remember that Steve time traveled and took uh Thor's hammer Mjolnir and the Infinity Stones back to their proper locations uh in time but he decided to stay in the past uh to live his life out with Peggy that you know w- which he didn't get to do cuz you know he got frozen in ice uh so and and then when Sam and Bucky see him again he's an old man and he's sitting on the bench like just a few feet away from where he where he just went back in time, like he's sitting a few feet away from the time machine. Uh, so, and Sam walks over, you know, and they have a heartfelt speech, or they have a heart, they have a heart to heart, and Steve gives Sam the shield, and, um, and you know, that's the last we see of Steve. And I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he's dead, because, I mean, the, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he's dead, because in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Sam and Bucky are talking to each other, and Sam explicitly says he's gone. I mean, he doesn't say he's dead, but, you know, that's just the language we use. Like, obviously, usually, most of the time when someone says someone's gone, and they're not saying, like, oh, he's gone on a trip, that, I mean, that, we always just associate that with them being dead. I mean, and sometimes we don't say dead, you know, so it's like, like, obviously he's dead, you know, 
but <laughs> there were there's still people thinking, well, he could still be alive, and it, and but I feel like the first episode, like that was Steve's funeral. I feel like, or if that wasn't his funeral, it's like where did Sam even come from? Like where where was that? You know, because I don't know. It's it's anyway. The opening of the show is like Sam in a suit, like um, unfurling the the shield or not unfurling, but like like re- revealing the shield, and uh, and he's like looking sadly. At, he's like looking down at it, kind of sad. And I don't know. It's just I I feel like like they don't explicitly say, "Oh, we were at Steve's funeral," but I feel like the brief moment at the beginning what we were, I mean that moment at the beginning plus you know Sam literally saying Steve's gone I feel like that's enough of a of um I feel like that's enough proof that Steve's dead uh but anyway sorry for the rambling I just uh I don't know I kind of wanted to get that out of the way because I'm like yeah I mean that's what else I mean Steve because Steve was already he he already looked like he was like 110 115 at the end of end game so he's I'm pretty sure he's dead but anyway, uh, so yeah, so, but Sam feels like he's not up to it, to up to being Captain America, so he has the shield placed in, um, or he gives the shield to the to the U.S. government uh, to be displayed in a museum, in a little wing of, uh, of, of the museum, um, dedicated to Captain America, or Steve Rogers. So, so yeah, so basically throughout the first episode, it's mostly just Sam reconnecting with his sister Sarah and them trying to get their family's or their parents' business, which was a, a you know, fishing boat. Uh, they're trying to get that, they're trying to get the boat fixed up and their business, you know, back on the ground or, or, you know, back, back in business. And, uh, you know, so we follow Sam doing that. And then we follow Bucky, who's, you know, going to see a therapist and trying to make amends to the people who he's wronged or who he wronged, um, when he was brainwashed when he during his time as the winter soldier so um and i do think it's uh sweet that uh the book he's using is the same book that steve gave him in the first avenger or captain america the first avenger so i i like that cuz cuz with cuz without steve like that's like that's one of and without the shield you know that's like the only piece that's the only thing bucky has left of steve so i i think it's sweet that he's you know car- carries around his little book you know, to, to, for his amends list, you know, but, um, so yeah, so for throughout the first episode, I mean, they, they, they don't interact at all in the first episode. It's just kind of like setting the groundwork for what's to come in episode two and three, you know, in, in the, in the rest of the show. Um, but yes, it works out pretty well and, and it's, and it's not devoid of action or it's not, you know, there's, it's not like completely void of action. Like there's a, I mean, there is a great action sequence in the beginning um, when Sam is stopping uh, George's, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this name, Batroc, Batroc, George's Batroc, um, and the terrorist group LAF, laugh, um, and after they've hijacked a plane and taken a hostage over um, Tunisia. I think I butchered that too. But anyway, but there, but that's a great action sequence. Uh and and it's and it's a great way again like with uh you know throughout one division we got to see oh yeah they really put the mo- time and effort and money into this like this looks like um 
one of the movies. Like it's not just a show. I mean, it is it is a show, but it it's got the budget of one of the Marvel movies. And you and you see this uh, not just in the not just throughout the show, but I mean, or not just in this scene specifically, but throughout the show as well. But this opening scene, or this well, not opening scene, but this scene towards the beginning of this action sequence of Sam, you know, fighting the uh, Georges and his terrorist group. It's it's just a really cool way to show like, oh yeah, this is going to be like really action, a really action packed show. And it's going to have the budget of a captain of, of one of the Marvel movies. And it's, and it's going to feel like, you know, like more of the political spy thrillers, you know, like, like the Captain America trilogy, you know, it's going to feel kind of like that. Um, so, so that was, that was a great, uh, opening sequence, uh, or I mean, not open, that was a great first action sequence. Um, and, um, and also, we also get to, we also meet the, um, we also meet the Flag Smashers in this episode, and, um, who are this, uh, terrorist group who are trying to brain the world back to how things were during the blip. Because, or, you know, when everyone was gone, when Thanos snapped everyone out of existence, uh, five years ago, because they, because back then, or I mean, when, when Thanos did that, we find out that, oh yeah, everyone like from every country came together and we're trying to help everyone cope and rebuild. And, you know, from all the damage and destruction and chaos that happened when everyone disappeared, you know, cause I mean, cause, cause people tend to forget it's like Thanos and we see it in the, uh, post-credit scene in infinity war but like you gotta you gotta think we probably didn't even see that much of the damage that was caused during the blip but you got to remember it wasn't just earth it was like all over the universe like there were there were many other planets and we've seen inhabited planets like you know in guardians of the galaxy you know in the guardians of the galaxy movies and the thor movies like when in the movies you know, when we get to see like the cosmic side of the MCU, when we get to, when we travel through space, we've seen like planets inhabited by hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, of aliens or people. So, I mean, what was going on on earth at the time that was going on throughout the universe? Like, I mean, every, you know, so, so there was probably, there's, you know, there was a ton of damage and destruction caused by everyone or half of everyone just flat out vanishing, you know, just turn it disintegrating into dust so because we see like uh because we see like uh when in the post-credit scene in infinity war we see a helicopter because obviously like the pilot you know vanished he was just a random person who you know because like thanos said it was random he just happened to be one of the people who got vanished or who got uh snapped out of existence and we see just a helicopter crash into a building and it's like well if anyone was in that helicopter they probably died too and whoever was working in that building or, you know, in that building at the time, they probably just flat out died just then. So, but anyway, it's just, um, but anyway, going back to what I was saying. So, so yeah, so like, you know, during that time of chaos and, and, you know, just hardship, you know, people from all throughout the world came together to, you know, came together and stood together and they, and they, you know, helped rebuild, they were trying to help rebuild society and bring everything back to the way it was. And, um, and because, and, but now that everyone's back, um, you know, everything's kind of, 
everything's going back to the way it was. And the Flag Smashers their le- and their leader, Carly, are like, okay, well, this – we think, you know, things were better during that five-year period during the blip, you know. We, we think things were better that way because we were all one people. And, and that's their slogan or that's their, like, mantra, one world, one people. And they're like, hey, we're all one people. We shouldn't be divided by borders. We should kind of just come together and work together and make things better for everyone, you know. And we should, and and not to mention, like, we have all these refugees from other countries who you guys are trying to to kick out of America and other places in the the world. You guys are trying to kick them out of where they are now because you, we don't, they're not needed anymore. It's like, yeah, now, now that every, everyone's back to normal, the population's back, you know, everyone's, I mean, for the most part, everyone's fine. You know, everyone's probably still shaken up by the events. Uh, but you know, for the most part, everything's somewhat back to normal. So it's like, we don't need all these extra people in our country. We're, you know, we're going to have to take them back. And, you know, the Carly and the flag smashers are like, no, we're not going <laughs> to let you do that, you know? So, so that's, so that, um, throughout the show, we see them and just how far they're willing to go for their cause. You know, I mean, they, they even like, they, they go so far, like some, like we see some of the flag smashers even die you know, fighting for Carly and, and their, and her calls, you know, that, and it's, it's just crazy too, to see how, just to see how, cause I mean, this goes with any group, uh, anywhere. Like it's, it's just when you're so dedicated and sometimes it's admirable and like with the military and stuff. And sometimes with like a cult, it's just crazy and nonsensical, but like, it just goes to show how we as people, like if we believe in something hard enough and, and, you know, and we believe we're doing something good, we're literally willing to die for it. Like, if it means we're going to save lives or change the world, make it better, like, people people are willing to sacrifice themselves for the greater good. Um, and, whether, and whether they're, like I said, whether they're seen as a good group or a bad group or a morally gray group, like, you know, they're just kind of like in the middle, you know, they're, they're not, they're not good, but they're not bad. They're just kind of you know, like I said, morally gray, it just, you know, it, it just goes to show the links we as humans will go to, 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 you know, to, to see, to see our, to see our mission through, you know, to see what we're going, what, what we set out to do, to see us go through with it, you know, even if it means our deaths, but, you know, so, so I really liked, uh, I mean, she was a good villain and, and she kind of was sympathetic. I mean, Okay, she did blow up a building in episode three, full of people, but I mean, other than that, she was kind of. They made her just sympathetic enough to. They they made her just like, they made her just kind enough to be sympathetic, but she was still kind of. You know she she was still kind of a villain. I mean she was still a villain, you know, but like but they did a good job kind of like humanizing her, and giving her you know, like, like what I just said, the reason about, oh yeah, you know, we, we don't need you guys anymore after the, you know, after everyone came back from the blip is like the the governments were like, we don't need all these extra people. So you guys are going to have to go back to where you were, you know, that like they, they gave, that was a good reason for why she was doing what she was doing. Like they, they, and they added onto it, but like they, but that was like the main reason. And I feel like they really humanized her character and, and, you know, fleshed her out and gave her a good motive gave her a good reason for why she was doing what she was doing. 
Um, so, so that was really great. Um, and also, yeah. And, uh, going back to Sam and Bucky, they had a really great dynamic and it was really great watching them become friends because I mean, they had kind of, they, they were, they weren't really up until this point, they hadn't really been friends. Like they had just had a mutual friend between the two of them. Like the, the, they both had Steve. They were both, they were both friends with Steve. And now that Steve's gone, they kind of, you know, they didn't really know. They, they didn't really have anyone. I mean, they had people, but well, actually I should yeah reiterate. Yeah. Bucky didn't really have anyone. I mean, he only had his therapist to talk to. He did have one guy, this, this old Asian dude named Yori, uh, which I'll get back to in a minute. But, um, but for the most part, like his best friend kind of left him. I mean, they ended on good terms, but like Bucky, I mean, you gotta, you gotta understand like Bucky's known Sam. I mean, not Sam, <laughs> Bucky's known Steve since, uh, like 1940 or like, when did he fall off the train? It was world war two. So it's, so it was like, he's known him since like 1930, 1940. Um, so he's known him for 90 years or so. And then just to see, and then just six months ago, he just saw him, not on his deathbed, but I mean, close to being on his deathbed, you know, like he, he was at that age where he was about, he was on the verge of, de- you know, he's going to die. So, so, you know, it it was nice to see that, and, and, you know, and Sam lost a good friend too. And, and he thankfully, and as, as we see in this show, it's like, oh, he has a sister and nephews. So it's not like he was totally alone, but, you know, I mean, after the Avengers, you know, half of them died and the other half went off to go do their own things. You know, Sam didn't really have anyone really or much of anything to do. Uh, I mean, he was still the Falcon, but he didn't really have, I mean, the Avengers have kind of like split up, you know, like, like I said, half of them died, half of them went off on their own adventures, you know, to do their own things. So he didn't really have anyone, you know, any, any of his former allies, any of his former superhero friends to go, to go to, you know, dealing with Steve's death, you know, uh, so it was cool to see them bond over their mission or bond over one, I mean, you know, one being Steve's friend and two, just, you know, how much they've been through throughout, uh, their lives, especially Bucky, you know, cause the, he's obviously had it, he, he's had it worse arguably than, than Sam, but I mean, they, they've both been through some, some bad things and, and they've both been through a lot uh, throughout the MCU, but, you know, it was really nice to see them develop a friendship, um, while on their mission, you know, throughout the episodes, you know, while on their mission to destroy the Flag Smashers and stop them from, uh, you know, carrying out their mission to bring the world back to how it was before the blip, so, um, so yeah, and, 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 oh, and also, it was really nice to see some characters from Civil War come back, uh, Zemo and Sharon in particular, uh, and also George's. He was, I think he was in Civil War, or he was in the Winter Soldier. But uh, but it was cool to see him come back. But uh, but yeah, Zemo and Sharon come back, um, and they're just the same as always. Well, Sharon's changed a little bit. She, um, she's she's become a little tougher because she wasn't pardoned, or she had to go on the run just like Steve, Nat, and Sam did. Uh, after civil civil war, except she wasn't pardoned like Steve, Nat, and Sam were. You know, like she she still had to be on the run, and throughout the uh the five year uh gap, you know, or during the blip, 
she ended up becoming um, like a, a criminal king. Like she, she became a kingpin pretty much in this uh, criminal city called Madripoor that's like off the grid. But um, but she, so so it was it was interesting to see the changes that uh, Sharon went through. Like she because she went from. And and it's revealed, um, and again, this is a spoiler, but it's revealed, like, in episode three, we hear of this mysterious new character, this villain named the Power Broker. And then in the finale, we find out that she is the Power Broker. So, in a way, she's kind of, not devolved, she's evolved. Like, she she's changed from, like, a good, like, a, a good, like, CIA agent, like a, a heroic CIA agent to this criminal kingpin who's kind of like it seems like she's playing both sides and um but you know sometimes it's like sometimes it seems like she's playing both sides and sometimes it doesn't but uh it's just it was interesting and and she still cared for Sam and Bucky and um you know I mean it's not like she had completely you know uh kicked them out I mean it's not like she completely disowned them or forgot about them you know but I mean you can understand why she was mad uh, about, about what happened. Cause like she, I mean, you know, cause she, she had spent five years on the run, um, doing what she had to do to survive. And, you know, eventually, like I said, becoming a criminal kingpin and, uh, <laughs> and she, you know, while, while her, her ex-boyfriend, Steve and, uh, Nat and Sam, uh, <clears throat> and even Bucky, cause he ends, cause we find out he ends up getting a pardon or he ended up getting a pardon uh in the first episode or or in between the events of Endgame and this we we hear it through conversation we hear it through dialogue that he got a pardon so it's like so everyone's gotten a pardon but her but she did a good arguably a good amount of work in civil war for her to have earned a pardon so i i you can understand where she's coming from and kind of feeling pissed off like but the fact that she does a completely disown Sam and Bucky is nice too cuz at the end of the day they understand her plight, you know, and, and Sam even makes her a promise. He's like, Hey, look, I'm gonna, I, I, I'm sorry. We kind of just maybe forgot about you for a little bit. We, we kind of had our own things going on, but, but I rest assured I will get you a pardon. I promise. And you, and you can come back to the U S your slate will be cleared. You're good. And, uh, and he ends up going through, um, he ends up developing on that promise or he ends up, um, delivering on that promise. So, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so not only is the acting great, the, the action's great. The acting's great. The character development in the show is great. But, um, one character, uh, that I haven't mentioned yet, I want to talk about is, um, John Walker. Uh, holy crap. Was, (laughs) was this guy, was his character great? Um, he's, it's so out of everyone i feel like he went through the most he he went through like he went through like the strangest arc but yet the most interesting arc i feel like 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 sam and bucky went on a, had a good arc zemo did too like he, how he went from cuz we see him in civil war he was the villain in civil war and then kind of seeing him being more of an anti-hero in a way i mean kind of being forced by sam and bucky to help but you know he ends up legitimately helping um you know to see to see him kind of being a better person you know to seeing Sharon kind of become a worse person you know like like it's interesting to see the different paths and and directions 
that the characters have taken, like just, just their development. It's interesting, but like, but he, but John Walker in particular, like he's a new character. We haven't met him yet, but like he's, he's, he's just been introduced into this series. So it's, it's cool to see what they do with him because, uh, at the end of the first episode, we see, uh, Sam's watching the news and, um, one of the senators, uh, or a senator announces that, the government, the U.S. government has just declared a new Captain America, and we see him walk down the stairs and wave at everyone. He's got this discount Captain America suit on, which actually, it, it's not, yeah, it's not Steve's original suit, but it is a pretty cool semi-knockoff. Like, it is, it is a pretty cool design, um, even if it is, even if it doesn't look as cool as Steve's suit, you know. It is still pretty nice suit, but like he's, and he's, and he's got, and what to make it even worse they gave him Steve shield even after Sam said hey look i'm i was given the shield let's put it in the museum even after they even after they had that whole meeting at the museum uh about Sam saying let's just leave it in the museum display for people to look at you know they they went around went behind his back and gave it to someone else so you know you can kind of see the frustration that Sam has when he finds that out because and you know you can kind of see like ah oh, man you know especially Bucky too because that that shield meant a lot to him as well um but yeah it's just but it's so cool it's just really interesting to see the journey that John's character that his character goes through and Wyatt Russell the actor who plays him was fantastic uh I should also point out that his he he is the son of uh, actor Kurt Russell, who also was in the MCU. He played Ego, Peter Quill, aka Star Lord's father, in um, in Guardians of the Galaxy two. Uh, he was only in that one movie because you know the, it ends with them killing Ego. But uh, but he he was great in that movie. Um, I mean, Kurt Russell's great in. I mean, at least of the movies I've seen he's been great in all of them. Uh, and he was great as ego too. Like he was, he was one of the best or he was one of the better MCU villains. Cause you know, they've, some of the villains have been lacking specifically in the first half, you know, like in the earlier years, but like, but over the years they have gotten better with the villains. Uh, and he was one of the better villains, I think. But, but yeah, John, but like his father before him, Wyatt Russell does play a really interesting character in John Walker because he's this, um, He's this very celebrated war hero, or, you know, he's this, you know, very, yeah, he's this very celebrated war hero who has just been given this, like, huge responsibility, this huge mantle of being the next Captain America, and he's just a regular guy. He's not a super, he's not a super soldier, you know, he doesn't have a serum that, you know, amplifies his, his, um, his strength and his, you know, senses, I mean, you know, like, it, 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 you know, he's just a normal guy. I mean, you know, he he's a, he's a, you know, I mean, he's a, a military guy, but he's not, you know, he, he doesn't have superpowers. So, uh, so, you know, to him, it feels kind of weird because it, um, you know, cause he, he's, it's just, it's all, it's a big, it's a big adjustment for him, you know? Um, but it's just really cool because it's, you know, and it, it goes, the same without, with everyone else too, uh, even Sam and Bucky to some extent, but each character in the show of the main characters has a moment 
and and some and some have a few more moments have more than others but uh they each have a moment of like like uh morally gray uh actions like they 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 each have their own moment where they do something kind of like not good but not bad it's just kind of in the middle you know um and it and it goes to show like how even like even in real life and even in movies and shows like sometimes you kind of have to be a little uh morally unhinged you know <laughs> to to do the right thing you know like or to do um to do what you think is the right thing you know um but yeah so but yeah John so John Walker like you know cuz so one like what happens with him is and this is going into spoilers too but what happens with him is that after he's given the mantle you know he ends up trying to team up with Sam and Bucky to stop the flag smashers and they're like yeah that that ain't happening we're not doing that and you can see through and you know at first you're like okay so he doesn't seem that bad and then he tells them in episode 2 he's like hey you still stay the hell out of my way and you can kind of see um you can kind of see him starting to unhinge or become unhinged at that point and you're you're kind of thinking okay this isn't going to this probably isn't going to end out that well or end up going great and then in episode 4 and and this is the episode where we it he develop they develop him extremely well I believe because in episode four the Dora Milaje uh, who are the the or Black Panthers um, uh, all female army who we who we are first introduced to in Black Panther well in Civil War too but um but Io comes for uh, she's the like second in command of the Dora Milaje but uh but since they were keeping Bucky in Wakanda for two years trying to unbrainwash him from the program that Hydra put into his head, you know, like the controls. Um, since they kept him in Wakanda for two years trying to unbrainwash the Hydra program from his head, they, um, you know, they find out that Zemo, they broke Zemo out of jail. And I was like, what the hell, man? Well, why'd you, <laughs> you know? And so when she finds that out, she's like, hey, look, okay, you guys can keep him for like eight more hours, but we're going to we're going to take them back to our, to Wakanda because or we're, we're going to take them back because he killed our king and not T'Challa, um, T'Chaka, uh, the, the guy, uh, T'Challa's father. Cause if you remember in civil war, he blew up, uh, a meeting at the, he blew up the UN during a meeting where T'Chaka was giving a speech and T'Challa jumped, tried to jump in front of him to save him from the blast, but he ended up dying from the, the explosion um, and then, you know, of course, T'Challa became king, but anyway, um, <laughs> going back to the thing, so, so during that scene, uh, they beat the shit out of John, because John's like, hey, look, we need Zemo, uh, because he's actually helping us, you know, find Carly and the Flag Smashers, and we're not gonna just hand him over to you, and, you know, and, and, and you can kind of, you can kind of get why he's, because sometimes you're thinking, ah, man, what are you doing, John? Quit being an asshole, you know, quit getting in the way. But but to him, like, Sam and Bucky are the ones getting in the way, you know, because they're kind of off. Because, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, the U.S. government trusts them. But, but you know, since he was given the mantle of Captain America, he kind of feels like, you know, and again, I guess it, it goes with the overwhelming pressure of being the next Captain America. 
It seems like he feels like he needs to do this on his own. Well, with the help of his friend Lamar, of course, who I'll get I'll get to him in a minute, but he was another great character too. Um, sad what happened to him. But anyway, I'll get back to that in a second. Uh, but it's just so, it's just so, um, it's just so sad what, it, it's, I don't know, it's, he's so sympathetic, like it's, it's weird because, they, anyway, so what happens is that the Dormelage end up beating him up, and uh, Zemo ends up escaping during all this, but John, after the Dormelage leave, uh, John's like, they weren't even super soldiers. And then, he, so he kind of, he's kind of going th- like through this identity crisis, or, and th- through this like where he's realizing, wait a minute, Steve was a super soldier, and I thought since I was a war hero, I and you know I've had training, I mean I thought I was doing good on my own, but I mean and the the fact that they don't even have a serum and they beat me up, and they and all they had were spears and you know hand to hand combat training, I'm you know, like and I had a vibranium shield. I mean, of course, he didn't know that their spears were made out of vibranium. But he's like, the fact that they're not even super soldiers, and yet they beat me up. And, I, you know, and, I'm, and I've had all these years of training and working for the government and, and the military. Like, it's like, how did, how did that happen? You know, and, the, and then later we see Lamar, his friend, giving him this pep talk, you know, after they end up getting, after him and John get him, end up getting beaten by the Dormelage. Um, you know, he ends up giving them this pep talk, and he's like, hey, look, um, you know, the serum, I'm assuming, just, like, makes you more of who you are, you know, and, um, and that kind of, and, and then eventually, and then later throughout the episode, uh, it, we find out that Carly ends up stealing some of this recreated serum, uh, and she's gonna use it on some more of her followers, on some more of the Flag Smashers, but unfortunately, during the, the battle, um, in the Mama Danya's sanctuary uh she ends up Z, uh, she ends up you know getting found out by zemo and zemo ends up smashing all the vials except one that he forgot which john ends up taking for himself and it's because he does he doesn't end up taking it well no actually yeah so he ends up when he sees it we don't see him take it but he ends up taking it when, when we find out like uh this flag smasher is coming towards him he just bends a pole that the flag smasher like tried to smash him with or not smash him, but, like, hit him with, he just grabs the pole, bends it, and then, like, punches him right into the wall and knocks him down the stairs. So, you know, so through context clues, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, he took the serum. Well, shit, you know. (laughs) So, but, like, and and then here's where, really, his character, I mean, it starts to to become even more developed, and he becomes even more unhinged. Uh, Carly and the Flag Smashers, or Carly accidentally ends up killing Lamar because... Lamar, like John before he took the serum, like John was before he took the serum, he's just a regular dude. So Carly ends up, you know, during this battle in the sanctuary, she ends up kicking Lamar into a stone column in the middle of the in in the middle of one of the rooms, and he ends up dying on impact. And John rushes over like John, I mean, like Lamar, Lamar, you know, like he keeps he's slapping him on the face slightly, like hey, wake up, buddy. And then when he realizes that he's dead, he ends up going for one of the flag smashers that was in the battle. And he ends up caving his chest in with Cap's shield in public in front of everyone in the square, in front of everyone outside of the sanctuary. So, you know, and it's at that point where he kind of goes from hero to villain. And then, you know, and because and like, 
even though he was a flag smasher, and even though he probably deserved it, you got to realize, like, in the context of everyone watching in the square, the new Captain America, John, just straight up killed, to like, to, to, what, to how they saw it. This is how they perceived it. Like, the new Captain America just straight up killed a poor defenseless dude who was surrendering and begging for his life. Like, he was literally on the steps of, like, there was this statue in the middle of the square. He ends up, like, throwing the shield. At, and he was a super soldier, too, by the way. The flag, sm- the flag smashers all are. But uh, but he ends up, like, 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 knocking him down to the ground with the shield. Like, he keeps, like, John keeps, like, throwing the shield, you know, like how Cap- or how Steve used to. He throws the shield at him, knocks him down a few times, and then, you know, you know, pushes him down with his boot uh, or his shoe. And then, at, like, as he's begging for his life, he caves his chest in like three or four times with the shield. And, um, and you know, and, and it's at that point, it's like, okay, yeah. The, like, it's clear that Lamar was the one, like, like Lamar meant a lot. I mean, well, we see John has a wife in episode two, like when we're, because we see him at the end of episode one, but we're not properly introduced to, to John until the beginning of episode two, when he has the Good Morning America um, appearance. And is, you know, they're talking to him at the, like this high school football game, uh, you know, but it's not until there we're introduced to him. But like, and, he ha- and we see he has a wife, but it's clear that Lamar meant a lot to John. So to see, and to see his best friend just die while they're on this mission after years of knowing him and after years of them both going on missions together, you know, and, uh, and serving in the military and the army, you know. It just that, that like that was the straw that broke the camel's back, and and like and t- you know to make matters worse, John had the serum, so you know he he goes full on batshit insane in that moment and kills that flag smasher, and um and you know and and then in episode five we see Sam and Bucky end up realizing okay John's gonna be a problem we're gonna have to take the shield from him, which leads to this epic fight that really reminded me of that and 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 I'm sure this was the intention but it really reminded me of that fight scene in Civil War when Tony and Steve uh fought or when Tony and um or no when Steve and Bucky fought Tony yeah that um like the towards the end you know uh that, and that was a and I'm pretty sure like that was intentional like that was the point um but that was a really awesome like well directed well, well choreographed fight scene it was really intense and just epic. And, um, and you can see like, and then, and then when he gets back to, you know, after they take the shield, um, you know, they, they end up breaking John's arm in the process. Like John's arm gets broken during the fight and John ends up breaking, uh, Falcon's, uh, or Sam's, um, uh, wingsuit. Like he ends up breaking the wings off the jetpack. And, uh, so the, the suit's destroyed or, well, not the, the, not the suit, but like the, the jet pack part of it, you know? And, um, so, you know, so, so some damage is caused <laughs> during the fight. Uh, but, but the, ultimately they get the shield back after the fight. And, uh, and then when John gets back to the U S they end up, uh, discharging him and, um, or he's, or an other than honorable discharge. And, um, and it's and uh and we really see like you know him again going off the deep end and he just starts yelling at the uh council or yelling at the senators who are giving them this discharge and um 
and especially after he's stripped of his title as Captain America, he just starts berating them and yelling at him. And he's like, and it, it, this is a really probably his best scene in the show. I mean, he had a lot of great scenes in the show, but this is probably his best scene when he's yelling at the senators. And he's like, I only did what you asked of me, what you trained me to do. And I did it. And I did it well, you know, and you can hear like just his voice breaking and cracking up. And like, he's like on the verge of tears almost, but like, he's just so pissed off that, you know, like, cause, th- cause they weren't, you know, cause to him, they're stripping him of this title, but he did them a favor. And also not only that, but they killed his best friend, like, you know, and, and technically, even though he didn't get the, cause Carly was the one that killed Lamar. So technically he got the wrong guy, even though he was involved in the fight that ended up with Lamar dying. But, but yeah, I mean, so, but to them, like the, the, to him, he's like, you guys will never understand how important Lamar was to me. He was my best friend. And, and, you know, you know, place yourself, place yourself, place yourselves in my shoes. Like if you were there, you would have done the same thing. So, you know, he's just feeling more and more betrayed. Like he's just feeling at this point, he's pissed at them and he feels like they betrayed him because one, cause you know, he, he was assigned to deal with the flag smashers as well. It wasn't just Sam and Bucky, you know? And also, you know, he feels betrayed because, you know, it seems like they don't not one, they don't give a shit about Lamar, but two, they don't give a shit about him. I mean, that, you know, that's the way he sees it. And so, and it does lead to this awesome moment where he just walks out like towards, like he doesn't even stay to hear the rest of what the Senator has to say, like as he's, you know, finishing his statement after he's finishing the, dis, uh, his statement about the discharge, he just, he's like, he just scoffs and he says, well, he doesn't say it, but he has this look on his face. He's like, screw this. I'm leaving. And he just starts walking out like towards like while the Senator's still talking. That, that was an awesome moment. Um, but yeah, and then and then it's at this point we're introduced to um, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Try saying that five times fast. Um, a new character played by Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yep, Elaine from Seinfeld has been introduced <laughs> into the MCU. Um, but she is just she. You know, at first she's just this mysterious character who is kind of like pushing. It seems like she's like pushing John even further off the edge. Like she, like, cause his wife's there and she's trying to console him and get, a, and, you know, get him back t- to how he was before, you know? And, um, and then Contessa just shows up out of nowhere and she's like, Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. And she's like, you know, I, I feel like you did the right thing. They just don't, they, they just don't appreciate you. I don't know why they don't, you know, you did what you thought was right. And, and what you did was good. I would have done the same thing. And, you know, so like she, she's basically telling him what he wants to hear. And it's and it's while <laughs> and you can just see the look on John's wife's face. Like she's like, excuse me, who are you? Like they're all sitting on a bench and she's like sitting next to John. And like she sat in between him and his wife and his wife's just like leaning over the whole time she's talking to John. And she's like, excuse me, who are you? Where, where did you come from? Why are you telling my husband all this? But anyway, she ends up telling him like, hey, you know, call me. If I call you, call me. And she gives him a card. And of course there's nothing on there, but it's just like a black card. But he's like, Hey, call me or answer. If I call you, I'm going to need your help in the future. You know, um, we've got work to do, you know, we're going to do some stuff. Um, and you know, it was just, it was really cool. And, and also, um, it was cool to, uh, 
And it was cool to meet Isaiah, too. He was a cool character. Like, we had never met this character before either, but he was a black super soldier, or black man who was given the super soldier serum back in the 40s and 50s. But unlike um, Steve, he ended up, they ended up, uh, the government was ended, ended up being embarrassed that they made another super soldier. And also probably because it was a different time and racism was more uh, commonplace than it is now. I mean, it's still common. I mean, there's still racism now, but people were more racist. There were, there were, there were, there was more racism back then. And it was like way more tolerated than it is now, you know, but like, but one, you know, the racist racism issue and the fact that the, the government was embarrassed that they created another super soldier. Uh, those were the reasons why Isaiah was, um, flocked away for most of his life. And, the, and, and he, he has a sad story, but, uh, his character is pretty interesting because like, it's like, wow, we had another super soldier. And Sam even points this out in episode two when we we're introduced to him. But Sam's like, you mean to tell me there was a black super soldier this whole time and no one else knew about it? You didn't tell Steve or anyone, <laughs> you know? And, um, and it's, but it's, it's cool because, you know, it's, it's just cool that they're setting up all these, you know, we're int- being introduced to all these new characters and it's just kind of cool to see where they're going to go from here, you know? Uh, but Isaiah had a really heartbreaking story about how his wife, you know, he sent letters to his wife or, or his wife sent him letters, but they never, he never got them. And he wrote her uh, letters, but they, they never showed, they, she never got them. And she ended up dying before he got out. And eventually he got out and they branded him and stuff, but, but eventually he was, he was released. But yeah, he had, he had a really sad story, but he, he was a really great actor. The guy who played him. And uh, I feel like they're setting him up, I mean, even though he's old, I mean, they could do like a flashback movie, like a prequel movie or a prequel series about Isaiah's character. Because it's mentioned in the show that him and him and Bucky went toe-to-toe at one point. So I'm like, oh shit, two super soldiers fighting like that. I kind of want to see that, you know. Um, but I feel like they'll probably have a prequel movie or show about Isaiah, and we'll probably get to see... Winter Soldier Bucky Barnes, you know, instead of uh, White Wolf Bucky Barnes, you know. <laughs> so we'll probably get to see them duke it out at some point. Um, but, I mean, you know, who knows? And anything's possible at this point, right? But uh, but anyway, so, so yeah, all this to say that, yeah, the finale was great. It wrapped up everything pretty well. Um, Carly, Carly had a, I mean, she had a satisfying death scene. Uh I mean, it was kind of sad the way she went out because she, like, like Sam pointed out, she was just a kid, and Sam was like one of the few people who actually wanted to talk to her, and 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 talk her down out of doing what she was doing, but she just wouldn't listen to reason, so she ended up she ended up having to die for um she ended up dying for her cause, but um you know so so that was a really that was a really sad poignant scene, and um and and also uh. Z- Zemo ends up going back to the raft, which was the, if you remember in Civil War, I know I'm referencing Civil War again, but uh, if you remember in Civil War, it was a giant uh, fl- prison floating out in the middle of the ocean, um, which is why they called it the raft. Uh, <laughs> clever name, right? And, um, but no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, but they end up, the Dora Milaje end up sending him back to the raft, um, which makes me think that the fact that they didn't kill Zemo like everyone's starting to love him now, especially with the Zemo dance that Marvel released in the Zemo cut, which is like an hour long version of his dance in <laughs> episode three. <laughs> but, um, 
but it, it tells me that they're not done. That tells me that they're not done with him yet. And where he's either, he's either going to stay a villain or maybe he's going to become better. It, you know, it's going to be like the suicide squad where they're going to form a villain team and he's going to be like the head or he's going to be a member of the team and they're going to have him like, in or, like to reduce his sentence, they're going to have him carry out uh military tasks or something. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but you know, I, I, I can't wait to see what, you know, where Zemo is going to show what they're going to do with Zemo next. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, Sam and Bucky, uh, had a fitting ending. Sam, uh, paying tribute to Isaiah, like getting the museum to add a wing specifically for Isaiah and a whole statue and everything. That was sweet. And that was a sweet moment between the two of them. Uh, Sam's new suit that the Wakandans gave him that, um, it looks way different. It, it still reminds me, it's still similar to Steve's suit, but it's, it has way more white. And, uh, it's obviously got the wing, wing jetpack, and the wings are like twice the size of Sam's old suit. And which was incredible. And, and him having the shield, like that was just, that was such an awesome moment in the beginning of the episode, just to see him like roll up to the GRC building and fight the flag smashers in that suit. Like that was just such an awesome moment. And it, and it's so cool too, because Sam, like, I mean, he's a superhero, uh, but 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 like Iron Man and like Hawkeye, he doesn't have powers. He just has weapons or a suit, you know. And he but it just goes to show like how skilled of a fighter Sam is, and how you know what badass technology he has that that he's able to go toe to toe with several different super soldiers. Like throughout this show, and um, you know, and and throughout Civil War, you know, when he when he fought Bucky and. You know, and, and just throughout the Winter Soldier, you know, it's just cool to see him go toe to toe with people who are way stronger uh, than him and win. I mean, and and yeah, like I said, it helps that he has a now he has a vibranium suit, a way bigger wing jet pack, and he's got Red Wing, which, you know, is his little drone that shoots missiles and bullets. So, I mean, that and the vibranium shield, you know, cap shield that helps. <laughs> but but it was just cool that he's able to to go toe to toe with someone that strong and like actually, you know, win, you know, and actually, actually like keep up, you know? Um, but yeah. And Bucky, Bucky apologizing to like, like I said, Yori, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, his old Asian friend, Yori, uh, he ends up finding out in episode one that he ended up killing his son while he was on a mission off in another part of, of the world. And, uh, he ends up tearfully telling Yori, uh, what happened. And unfortunately it doesn't go that well because he leaves and it doesn't seem like him and Yori are on good terms. Um, which I understand why, but, uh, so that's kind of sad, but I mean, but he does end up thanking his therapist for helping him move on and make amends with the people who he may have wronged at, uh, during his time as the winter soldier. So that was sweet. Uh, and yeah, and obviously Sam and Sarah, rebuilding the boat, which uh, technically that was the previous episode, but that was the end of their story. That was nice. Um, and it was cool to see, uh, Sam and Bucky at (laughs) like at the, uh, down at the pier in Louisiana, um, having a barbecue with Sarah and the, and the rest of the people in the town. Um, and also we, uh, we get to see John become, uh, he's given a new uniform. It's basically his old Captain America knockoff uniform, but in black. 
and uh, Contessa dubs him the U.S. agent. So that's so he's given a new name and everything, and uh, so he ends up, you know, he ends up, um, like I said, his character he ends up going from, you know, a good guy to you know slightly unhinged to kind of being a villain to being sympathetic and then kind of you know going back to being a good guy again um so so and, and you know so everyone kind of gets a good ending even carly i mean i mean she does die but um but like she did she died fighting for what she believed in and she did kind of make a per she did tell sam she's sorry uh during her dying you know her last breath so that was it was bittersweet at best. Everyone got a good or fitting, I should rather say fitting ending, you know, because Carly got a fitting ending technically, but everyone, most, for the most part, everyone got a good ending. And, uh, and Sharon did too. Oh, and by the way, uh, that's the last thing I want to talk about. Um, oh yeah. And then also the, there's a few flag smashers, but the rest of them that are enhanced with the super soldier serum are blown up by Zemo's butler. Uh, so which that was an awesome scene, and and it, we, then we cut to the raft, and Zemo's listening in on the radio, and he just we just see him smile, and he just lays back on his bed in his prison cell. That that was an awesome scene, but um, but yeah, so yeah, like I said, everyone everyone's gotten a good ending, and um, and uh, then we see, and the last scene we see is a mid credit scene, we see um, uh, Sharon, uh, ends ends up uh getting pardoned. And an offer to rejoin the CIA, and it's and it's a good scene or it's a good moment because she's like, oh yeah, so, or you know, because we're all thinking it's like, oh yeah, cool, so she's gonna, you know, get back to work and um, or she's gonna get back, she's gonna be able to come back, you know, to the U.S. fully and she's gonna be a member of the CIA again, and everything's kind of go gonna go back to normal, but then as she's walking out of the building, she calls one of her contacts and tells them that. Um, their buyers now have access to government resources. So, and it's interesting because uh, the fact that they've set up scrolls in the MCU with you know with Captain Marvel and No Way Spider Man uh, Far From Home, it it's part of me is thinking, okay, maybe this is maybe this Sharon, because because we see her at the beginning of this of the finale, we see her show up to help Bucky, and part of me is thinking, okay, this. Especially with the mid credit scene, I'm thinking, okay, this could be Sharon, but what if this is Sharon as a scroll, and she's getting access to government resources to use for their, um, not space force, but their um, agency, like their 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 base in space? Because you know, at the end of Far From Home, we see Nick Fury on uh, a giant spaceship or a giant base uh, up in space, and it's it's like they're, it seems like they're setting up like a like he's making a shield organiza- type organization but in space. And uh and you see some scrolls walking around in the background as he's telling everyone to get to work. And um and not to mention at the end of WandaVision, the mid-credit scene for that had a scroll visiting Monica in Westview and telling her, "Hey, there's someone up there who wants to meet you." And you know, she's pointing and we obviously know it's Nick Fury cuz you know of the that mid-credit scene in Far From Home. But um so, so I I feel like that might be Sharon, but part of me feels like it could be a scroll who like, and the, and they kidnapped Sharon and maybe they brought her to Nick Fury because they were on good terms at one point, um, and they and they knew each other pretty well. So I feel like maybe he just had a scroll kidnap her from Madripoor, 
and uh, bring her to the, the base up in space and um, and had her, you know, ha- and replaced her with the scroll in the finale. Um, again, but and again, it could be Sharon. That could actually be Sharon and she could just be, like I said, the character development she went through. It could just be her going down um, a darker, more villainous path, you know, because she's already spent five years as the power broker. So why not? Right. But um, but who knows? I, I'm just but the point is uh, or my overall point is the show was great. It was a great blend of action and comedy and just some really great heartfelt, you know, acting. And it was just, I don't know, I just, I loved it. And it was another great entry in the MCU and it was another great uh, show for the MCU as well, uh, especially for Phase 4. And it was completely different from WandaVision and it was, and it, and it was in a way, it was also different from the Captain America trilogy. You know, because even though those are kind of like political spy thrillers um, and, you know, they have a lot of action and, and they're a little more grounded in a way, this was similar to that. But it was also a little different because, you know, we had the a mixture of the Dormelage. We had them show up. We had, you know, um, I don't know. It's, you know, it's just it we had a little bit more science fiction with the serum, you know, and and finding out more about that. So I don't know. It's just it 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 still felt a little different, you know, and it was a little more comedic too. Because I'm not saying the Captain America films didn't have, you know, humor in them, but it it was a little bit more comedic than those. So, um, so yeah, it was another great entry in the MCU, especially Phase Four. Um, and so yeah, so now we now WandaVision is complete, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is complete. Uh, next up, uh, what we have to look forward to is Loki. Uh which was supposed to premiere in May. Now it's premiering in June 11th. So I'm curious to see, um, what that's, how that's going to be. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. I love Loki. I don't know anyone who doesn't love Loki. Um, and every time we get in every scene, every trailer we've seen from it looks great. So I'm hoping it is great. And, um, yeah. And, and it's also one of the first MCU shows, you know, so far that they've announced, that they've already greenlit for a second season. So the fact that we're getting more than one season of Loki is awesome too. Um, so yeah, so can't, can't wait for Loki or the Falcon and the winter soldier was great. Uh, can't wait for Loki and I can't wait for the rest of the other shows and expect reviews on them as well. And also expect updates, you know, like little mini reviews on my, um, Instagram account, um, in, in on my stories. So uh, anyway, so that just about wraps it up, or that wraps it up for tonight, for tonight's episode. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it, and sorry for the month-long wait. Uh, I just didn't really have anything else to review up until this point. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you guys next time. Not sure when, but I'll let you know. Take care.